0: Hello and welcome to episode 196 of the Washed Up Emo podcast. I am Tom Mullen from washedupemo.com. Today, we have a fantastic episode. We welcome back for the fourth time, Mike Kinsella. We caught up on what's going on with him, dealing with COVID, some upcoming shows, a live stream. If you're a fan of the record, The Avalanche, and there was a remix record that was released very recently as well you have two records to listen to related to the avalanche but he's performing this in full on july 7th by a dream stage so check out more at dreamstage.live to check that out buy tickets support mr kinsella so mike and i had a great time we did a track by track of the record and what i loved about it was that we got to catch up about him so i think it's just another catch up he's drinking a beer he's thinking about watching sports it is exactly what you'd expect um, from our friend, Mr. Mike Kinsella So, thank you for listening to the Washed Up Emo podcast um, Thank you to all the Patreon supporters out there You make this podcast happen All of you guys out there on Patreon You really, you just make it happen So, I'm so happy for you If you want to support the podcast and everything going on Patreon.com slash Washed Up Emo This is episode 196 Of the Washed Up Emo podcast With a Mr. Mike Kinsella So, on with the show
1: Fucking up to a home Whatever reservation
0: Had before had no more Hello, Mr. Kinsella Hello, Thomas What's up, man? How you doing? I'm alright, how are you? I'm good
1: I, uh, I found like a patio to sit on and do this. So let me know if this is too loud. I can go inside somewhere. But if uh, it's not, then I'll enjoy a beer out here.
0: You should enjoy a beer. How are you? Where are you? You Did you take a plane? Did I take a plane?
1: Um, oh, I took a plane. Um, I was in Omaha for the weekend and I, I'm home. though. I'm oh. in Chicago now. So Nice. Yeah. yeah real now. Nice. I mean, first plane in you know, whatever, 14, 16 months or something. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're you're in New York, or you just have a New York number still?
0: I just have a New York number still. I'm in Los Angeles.
1: Right. That's okay. I thought, are you on
0: a farm or something? I am on a ranch.
1: A ranch. That's it. Yeah.
0: Hanging out on an eight-acre horse ranch.
1: It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: <laughs> After 400 square foot apartment in Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh,
1: yeah. Congrats.
0: So yeah. Um, but no, it's 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 been good. Um, you know, I miss New York, but. Sometimes when I look at people's stories or rents going up or all those kinds of things, I just I don't know. Thankful, you know, things happen for a reason.
1: Yeah, I don't. I mean, yeah, I miss New York too. You know, I only go there twice a year for a, a weekend, but I don't know. I my uh, my cousin Nate, you know, lived there, and then he was he spent quarantine in in Nebraska, and they're going back this month finally. Um, and he's like, you know. Definitely has reservations. <laughs> yeah. Not even like pandemic aside, he's just sort of like, "This is so crazy." Like, we just live by all these like parks, and we live up on a lake, and like all this cool shit. Thanks so much. Um, yeah. Anyways, I would take the ranch definitely.
0: Well, tell Nate I said what's up next time I we will. chat. Yeah, but... yeah. Um. So you're approaching John Goodman SNL territory. This is the fourth time you've been on, by the way.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I'm like. Uh john goodman
0: wow <laughs> right didn't like he, a, wasn't he on snl like 10 times or something wasn't that like ooh, the I'd, thing
1: i'd like to think it's because he's so good at it <laughs> but i don't know maybe, maybe it's just because he kept doing it
0: so <laughs> i don't know <laughs> he just didn't die i know right yeah. um my favorite one is still you and nate um
1: yeah that, that was, was my so favorite fun. one yeah I mean, it's, yeah, everything's more fun than
0: Nate, so. <laughs> Because uh, he wrote all that stuff. Um, <laughs> and then right before we start, I was actually texting with Mr. Dan Didier. He says hi. And oh, cool. so Dan and I might have a, a note for you and Tim, um, and just to, I think, you know, I think I think Dan mentioned that Tim was pretty inspirational for Davey with his lyrics.
1: You know, it was, it was all, we were all swimming in the same pool at that time, so I'm sure everybody right. influenced everybody. Um, yeah, I mean... It's funny because I remember Davey's lyrics, because he was putting out little zines at the time. Um, I guess it's what's crazy about the whole thing is that he was, he was like such, he was like just in the scene so hard, (laughs) like he was literally like uh, putting out zines and they were just like he was like poetry and you know super artsy and um, yeah. I mean, I can, I remember his lyrics. I remember like the typeface and stuff of his lyrics when they were like, you know, like his for the first little cassettes and everything was like hand done and stuff. So yeah, I miss Davey. I guess that's the point of
0: all this. So, um, otherwise, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing pretty good. good. I'm fine. Yeah. Um, I mean, you heard the record, so I have a tough year, but, uh, I'm doing pretty Good. Good.
0: So what is, what is on your mind today?
1: Today is a lot of sports. I got, I got a lot of sports plans. I don't know how long this is going to take, but I got a whole night. Um, I've got a couple hours without kids to do this. And then I've got to pick up kids. And I'm going to watch sports all night. So play off uh, basketball, play off hockey. Chicago are you, baseball.
0: Are you? Because the first time we ever did a podcast, you were watching the Bears game <clears> during it. So I figured we should just we should just pause and wait until you're watching a game and do it. <laughs>
1: right. We should just do it. We should just uh, we should start a Twitch channel where we just watch sports.
0: Um, as long as you root for my Celtics tonight, that's all I ask.
1: No, no, my lady friend is is has ties to Boston, so I. Oh my God, I'm rooting so hard for the Wizards. Oh,
0: sorry, man. Nice. Um, uh, so other, otherwise, you know, with the pandemic and, and yourself and music, you know, having dates taken away and started, how, how did it, what was it for you trying to be creative in that way that you weren't able to have your routine? I
1: mean, it's been like a, I don't want to diminish everybody else's mind. Fuck. But, um, you know, I was in the process of getting divorced, maybe just, I don't know, five, six months, you know, the the six months leading up to the pandemic, mm-hmm. I was sort of slowly moving out of the house and figuring out like not really having anywhere specific to live. Um, and then the p- pandemic happened. Um, I guess, yeah, I don't know. In some ways it was kind of like, I'm like, well, you know, what's all you guys like, aren't, you know, you don't get to hang out with your friends. So I'm like, I have been hanging out with friends for six months. So, you know, get in line. Um, mm-hmm but also, yeah, like I just kind of, there was, there was no, I didn't really have, you know, with kids too. It's just like, it was, it was all like, at first it was sort of like, oh, they're going to, they're going to be homeschooled for two weeks. And I'm like, well, that's going to be more than two weeks. And then it'll be in, you know, two months and then summer break and then starting the next year. Cause Trump's a fucking idiot. Like we didn't make any progress. So I would just been like a full on dad mode, I guess is the quick answer. Um, since whatever, March of 2020. So uh, musically sort of slowed down. Obviously no shows, canceled a bunch or postponed a bunch. Like this is the third time now we're kind of trying to play shows in the fall. Um, well, I think American football is on a hiatus. I don't think We weren't really communicating well or writing well remotely. So that sort of uh, stepped back me and... Cousin Nate are kind of starting a new project with some stuff that we sort of... It started sort of as American Football Demos and um, kind of going in different directions. So we that's what we are doing in Omaha. We just recorded... Uh, we kind of fleshed out four songs maybe, so hopefully like an EP or something in the future. And then hopefully we hit the ground running and there's like actual live music and we can play shows and stuff. But who knows?
0: What's been... I mean, I, you know, to think about... How this pandemic sort of had so many things sort of come to a head. You already had something coming to a head and then more stress on top of it. Feeling that, did was it like music, music was taking a back seat then for a minute, right?
1: Well, I mean, absolutely. Like, like eating takes a back seat, to be honest. I don't know. This is probably a different podcast. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, it's like, uh, I can't, you can't stress enough, sort of just like, it's just like, oh, it's just like whatever life you knew is not your life anymore. Um, sorry, let's go by. Um, yeah, so I mean, like, obviously I was looking forward to playing shows, like it was sort of, uh, that was going to be sort of the, the sort of normal that I was, maybe I craved. And then, um, I think my first, I remember I was supposed to be in Canada playing shows, it was like March 24th or 5th or something, 2020. So up until maybe, I don't know, the 12th or 13th or 14th, I kind of thought maybe I could still go, you know, and then they officially closed the borders and I'm like, okay, I think these shows are canceled. Um, yeah, it's just like a whole, um, it's just relearning sort of what, what, what you want to do with your time. You know, if you can't do what you want to do with your time, then what do you, what, what, what do you want to do next with your time? Um, I sort of cook a lot and uh, I drink a lot. I'm starting to finally uh, talk and see friends. You know, there's like, yeah, I guess it's beyond sort of like missing playing music or something. It was like, I, I couldn't muster the, uh, you know, it wasn't energy as much as just like, I don't know. I just didn't feel like myself and I couldn't even like text friends back for about eight or 10 months, you know? so Wow yeah it's a mind fuck man it's crazy
0: damn i don't recommend it yeah what about i mean that like did did it feel good to finally feel like you could text somebody back or meet with friends and be able to do that
1: yeah what? there's it's yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh, yeah in sort of in varying degrees of sort of like uh you know you know people in all sorts of contexts um yeah, it's just sort of getting used to, you know, after a pandemic, like, you finally talk with somebody, and obviously their whole life was uprooted in all these, you know, how, you know, like, immeasurable ways. In ways that, like, my kids kind of don't understand. Like, the problem now is that as stuff is opening up, my kids just still want to play on their iPad and stay home all day. And I'm like, no, 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 this isn't real life. You know, like, mm-hmm. real life is going and doing things and, like, hanging out with people and doing stuff. So, um. Maybe just having to, like, drag them around is making me sort of have to come out of, or sort of come back to some sort of reality sooner than maybe I would on my own. Um, yeah, I think all my friends understood, you know, some of them, you know, everybody, it's sort of, sort of like, it was via text, but it was just sort of like a nod, like, hey, man, welcome back, you know? Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's all good.
0: Well, I'm glad you're still around.
1: Yeah, I'm still alive. I keep doing your podcast. That's
0: why I'm here. That's why I exist. Shut up. That was funny. (laughs) Um, what, what did you, what did you like about the, uh, doing Patreon? Was that something that it's, it was hard for me to start a Patreon because it felt weird to do it.
1: It's, it's a different, it's sort of like, I mean, I'm still sort of, uh, I grapple with sort of like, well, this isn't the parts of what I do that I enjoy doing. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't, sorry. I don't subscribe to your
0: page. Um, no, don't worry. No, mine literally, but, it's just, you get to hang out on a discord and you just support me. I have no tears or anything. It was hard for me to even start it because I was like, I don't want to ask people for money, but people kept saying, I want to support you. And it was sort of this struggle where I'm like, you know, so that's why I mean for you with like shows coming away and then being like, well, people, people are doing this. Like, remember that sort of like early on, like got to do a live stream tomorrow. Right. It right, was like right, this, right, like, right, right, and to kind of like, wait a minute and be like, okay, what's right for me. And that's when I, that's why I th- was asking about Patreon. Cause I was like, Oh, it seems you've been doing it a minute. It seems people dig it. Like, uh, it, it, did you get used to it?
1: I'm, I'm getting, I keep, well, even like, the people who follow me don't know, but in my head, I'm like, man, as soon as shows start and I can travel again, I'm going to fucking crush Patreon. (laughs) Like (laughs) I, my problem is, is that I've just been in groundhog day and it's, it hasn't been like a necessarily fun groundhog day, you know, for 14 months. So it's just, it's hard to get inspired to like, um, you know, set up, set up a fucking camera and film yourself or something, you know, like just create, you know, quote unquote content, that's not what I wake up doing. You know what I mean? Like, even the, like when I write an album, it's from start to end process, it's a couple years of sort of just like, uh, you know, just like sort of living with, I don't know, let's say 10 or 12 ideas or songs. And then they, they, they take different shapes. Um, so the idea of sort of like, Oh, every month you're going to get like weekly updates and all this stuff. I'm like, man, I got no updates, you know, like this is what I'm, fucking making for lunch today but that's not enough you know i don't right. know I, I also like you said i like have reservations but like you know i i guess people you know that's cool like they they like what i do and they're they're happy to support it. and i just assume these people have the means to do it you know what i mean it's not mm-hmm. like i know the things that i've sort of had to cut back on because i just haven't had the means in a year and a half uh with you know not sort of working and stuff um and it's nothing but appreciated. I just I, I'm I'm stoked that the people that stick with it, I swear to god, like I'm going to be fun again. <laughs> but
0: I, I'm happy I you said that because I feel that too. Like I don't have an like I don't want to post like another picture of a horse or something. I'm like, there's nothing new. Mm-hmm. The scenery is the same. The room that I stand in and work all day is the same. It's not like right. that, you know. And
1: there's it, well, there's nothing inspiring. It's sort of like I mean, it's just really hard to even like kind of write a song and then so it's hard to document the process of writing a song if if the process is not it's like not inspiring at all. You're like, well, I'm not even inspired. This isn't going to be good content. This isn't going to be interesting to anybody. Like, yeah, it's really. I don't know. It's it's like you said. It's it was so funny for like you know the first couple of months, everybody doing like their live streams and everybody's in their bedroom and stuff. I I don't know how much you talked to Amber about this live stream that I'm doing coming up. But it's, we, ba- we essentially built, like, a fake bedroom inside this, like, loft space. Wow. Just cause, well, just because I thought it'd be funny to, like – I mean, it's not mock, but it's sort of, like, just a reference, I guess, or a parody of sort of, like, the whole year of everybody just, like, I'm doing a live stream from my bedroom, you know. But we did, like, sort of, like, an elaborate live stream from, like, a fake bedroom. So I don't know, that but was like the idea.
0: But. I love that because I, I remember talking to a few other bands um, and I just, I was cautioning. I was like, don't just do it to do it. Do it with like a a sense of like, it's going to sound great. It's going to look great. Um, I don't know. It's right. like kind of like telling a label that you put it, you know, hey, here's, here's, here's my demo, put it out tomorrow. And I'm like, ah, right, right, right. wait a right. minute. Wait, Off like, a s- sure. yeah, where, yeah. sure, some I, I of that's think- great, but.
1: Well, I think different artists, and I also, in calling myself an artist, I'm kind of laughing at myself, um, different people have different sort of ways of, you know, making shit and stuff, and I think some people can do that. Like, I would, uh, I'm trying to think of who. (laughs) They're just people that are sort of, like, their whole, like, you're sort of, like, interested in, like, who they are. So whatever they're doing tomorrow, that's what you're interested in, um, you know, musically, like, like you said, like, I'm like, I kind of want to make this sound good. And to be honest, I don't have like a, I'm not like Phoebe Bridges. I can't just like sing the phone book and just like <laughs> make you cry. You know what I mean? Like my voice isn't what's carrying sort of weight here. Um, so yeah, it, it just takes more effort than just sort of like setting up a camera and one microphone, you know? So.
0: And the last thing I want to ask before we jump into the avalanche and, and, talk about the live stream and go through it um, is the idea that these artists had this like routine where it was like record, go tour, maybe have a tour, maybe have some time off and go like, just, they had this like cycle and it was interesting to talk to artists that they were out of their cycle. Not, not even talking about the monetarily. Like I now have to figure out how to pay my mortgage or now I need to figure out this for my kids, whatever that was. But more of like the, you got thrown out of your routine and now it's back, and I have talked to people that have anxiety about like I don't know if I want to go back to going to restaurants I don't know I kind of liked not or yeah. going as much. Do you feel yeah. that?
1: you know I, I have sympathy for like like the total full head-on lifer dudes who like you know a bunch of them are my friends who like they were just they were touring I mean this is what I was saying earlier, sort of full circle of like my whole life wasn't touring and music you know i mean i was sort Mm -hmm. of a stay-at-home dad generally and then i was like a weekend warrior musician i had the best of all the world It it was great um so i'm i'm used to you know i i'm nothing but i think after i think i think around maybe when it turned to winter here in chicago i started like actually feeling maybe the anxiety and the sort of like uh the claustrophobia of like my life in a way like other people had experienced that maybe in july you know i mean they were already like oh my god i'm so i'm used to always being on the road for you know six weeks at a time and all this stuff and then all of a sudden they don't know what to do with their like normal life um i kind of dove in i just put sweatpants on and like i said started cooking probably eating and drinking too much um but now now that it's offered to me again like it's like i was in i traveled past weekend for the first time on a plane and stuff like friend texted like you know what's it like you know i'm like i think i love this like i missed airport bars i missed um, everything i miss getting in a taxi i missed different stimulus like that's what yeah um
0: do you like people I, watching i love people um, watching
1: oh my god yeah that's, i mean that's my whole twitter is just like <laughs> projecting like oh if i left the house wearing those pants how would i feel and then i have to yeah <laughs> i have to expound upon that um or if i you know had you know the courage to wear a mustache that i think about that for an hour um yeah it's i can't wait i i'm not i think i think maybe four months ago i would have been anxious i'd be like i don't know this is kind of what i do like i'm just now i just kind of live in sweatpants blah, blah. and all of a sudden now that it's like a reality um i mean honestly this this one bar in chicago the rainbow club sort of an old divey sort of corner bar you know neighborhood bar that i grew up in and they finally opened last week they had like a soft opening and i went and everybody was it was limited capacity socially distanced but it felt so like normal i was like oh my god like it was now everything feels like a blip because now this totally makes sense and i remember normal life so um yeah it's gonna be i can't i cannot wait my first run of the next set of shows has already been postponed. It was in August. Um which is sort of scary cuz now I'm just like, oh my god, is it going to keep happening? You know, like are all my September shows now going to get postponed. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, even if they're postponed, you know what? I don't care. I'm still going to I'm vaccinated. I'm going to get on planes and just like just I'm going to travel for leisure then if I, you know, whatever it takes to feel normal again.
0: I love that. What was it like working a record that you couldn't tour cuz this the Avalanche came out in June? Of last year, I um, mean,
1: Tom. I think you know me well. Though I don't really work records. You could ask Polyvinyl. Sorry. I'd have an answer. Polyvinyl, I am sure <laughs> had a hell of a time. You know, I don't. You know, God bless them. I don't, I don't work records. Yeah, I don't.
0: <laughs> sorry, I sounded so marketing there, but I am like, yeah. was there anything like? Usually, you've got the record, you got the tour posters, you got like these things, and then it was like yeah. these records came out, and it was it was hard. Because not only is yeah. it a blip that on was Spotify, but it was. Yeah. D- did it? F- so it. Yes, you didn't work, but was it a? Did was there something missing, or was it just a, the same old interviews and those types of things that you were doing?
1: Well, no, I don't think. I don't even think. See, I think there was like all that was gone. Like, I don't think there was a point. Like, interviews would mostly be, you know, you're
0: coming to my town.
1: Let's interview for like you know a show right up or something. Like right. all that was off the table. So. It was it was really just sort of I'm bummed because I really like the album like I just I really think I'm getting better at what I'm doing <laughs> um, and I think it's I'm, I, w- I wouldn't say it's diminishing results but it's definitely plateaued and you know every time I'm kind of like I don't know this is pretty good maybe like more people you know appreciate it um, and this time I just didn't have any expectations at all um, which is literally why we're doing this live show. It's just, it's a show of the album in order. You know what I mean? It's just a live show of this album um, because it never got seen. It never got, you know, sort of appreciated or something. So, yeah.
0: That makes sense. So, let's talk about the Avalanche, the record itself, you know, writing this, uh, not writing this, working and and recording this record with, with Sean. What did he bring to this that helped for your, you know, your was that your, your tenth, right?
1: I uh, that might be right. It's at least easy. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, I you know, I'm an old dude.
0: <laughs> so I'm what did dog. Sean bring for you to help with this record?
1: Well, he's you know, uh, him and Zach both are just like I just trust them inherently with like uh, sonically. So I I kind of I sent them like really loose rough demos. It's just like sort of. I literally did all the demos on my phone, you know, just nothing was like, not much was planned out or fleshed out. Um, so whatever I sent them, sometimes I'd be like, I'm hearing this like a Depeche Mode song. I'm hearing this like whatever, which with a, a, an acoustic guitar and a dude singing is sort of like a very open ended explanation of what I'm hearing. Um, yeah, they just like, they sort of like, I think, I think they trust that I have a direction in my head and I trust definitely like daily, you know, in the studio, like what they're like, let's try putting this, like, uh, you know, these little bleeps or bloops or whatever on it. Great. Every time it's the right decision. Um, There's also, they're so like, they just know what they're doing. Like they live that, they live that life. Like I was saying earlier, if I'm a stay stay at home dad, like, uh, I mean, Sean's got kids and stuff, but he also was like, they like live in the studio and they, they work on music and think about music all day. They're not like, you know, part time dudes. So um, every every I'm like, man, I wish these drums are more Bjork. Like Zach just walks over and dials in the right you know, settings to make them sound exactly how they are in my head. So it's just sort of like having a, it's like having little robots to fulfill all my stupid desires in a studio. Yeah.
0: That's perfect all right so we're gonna talk about the songs one by one and the only request is that you say the song before you start talking okay
1: so I'll be like I'll be like oh a new muse yes something like that because okay, then cool.
0: that's gonna help with someone yeah, following yeah. along yeah the first song a new muse um, talk about that beautiful ar- arrangement first off
1: um, see that's that's one where I'm trying to think what I had before going in and what, um, you know, they sort of brought, I knew I had that song, the chorus, of that song existed for, um, I don't know, three years, let's say a long time, like the, this sort of main riff. And I knew I wanted to be sort of washed out my bloody Valentine. I knew there had to be like a girl's voice mimicking my voice. Um, trying to think what else going in. Um, yeah, that song, you know, that when I first wrote the guitar part, I was like, oh cool, I wrote like Pearl Jam's daughter. And then I was like, oh shit, no, I wrote Salisbury Hill. You know, I was like, I convinced myself it was it wasn't just Pearl Jam's daughter. Um, yeah, I don't know. And then I kind of uh that that whole session, um I got insanely sick. It was broken up into two sessions, the whole, you know, for the whole album. Um it's like two maybe nine day sessions up in Eau Claire. And the whole, most of the second session, I was sort of like cripplingly sick. I mean, I was there, but I was kind of just like laying on the floor the whole time. Um, I believe I had coronavirus now in hindsight. Um, anyways, so I couldn't do any vocals. Like, we thought we'd finish the whole album then. We couldn't because I couldn't sing at all. Um, So I had to take, Zach made really fantastic sort of rough mixes. And then I, I took him to a studio in Chicago And locked myself in the studio and finished the vocals, you know, by myself. So those guys, they never heard the finished album, or the finished. They didn't know what the song sounded like until the album was literally done. You know what I mean? Like I sent them, like here it is, here's the album with vocals. So. Wow. Yeah, it's cool, and that's that's what I mean. Like they kind of trust, like I have a vision. You know what I mean? Like I knew what the song sounded like before I got there, and now we all know what it sounds like. Yeah.
0: Did it sound like a single? I know that, that that was another cheesy marketing term, but it was technically the single for the song. Did, did you know that when you were putting it together or feel, did it feel like that looking at the, the songs that you were picking for the record?
1: Um, it's sort of, it has, you know, it's, it's got a single, it's, it's funny because there's only a handful of songs. And this is the thing when I make set lists where I'm like sort of strumming and belting it out. You know what I mean? Um, I'm saying Owen songs. And the rest of the set is sort of maybe finger picking and sort of like conversational lyrics and stuff, um, or singing. So that one felt, you know, it's upbeat. It's got a pulse for sure. Um, it turns out it wasn't the one with the most, you know, like, uh, I'm with the show sort of, uh, just literally turned into a pop song in a way maybe I've never written with any band ever. Um, So that one maybe superseded the single idea. Mm -hmm. I also don't know if there was a single. I'm trying to think. There was a video made um, that Chris did, and it was "I Should Have Known," which is later on the album. Um,
0: Maybe I I I sense that because it was when I looked at data and uh, nerdy when I was looking up the songs. Like that one had the most, you know, reaction.
1: Yeah, I mean that song. It's immediate. Like I said, like Salisbury Hill, man. Everybody loves that song, and I. I, you know, it's in a weird tuning and I don't know why, but it, it ends up sounding like that. Um, I'm like, you know, the older I get, the more like sort of just confident I am with my references of like, yeah, I want this song to sound like this. <laughs> and then, you know, that's the goal. And obviously, I can't sing like Peter Gabriel or, or Eddie better. So it's going to sound like me in the end. But um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm into that song. I'm in, yeah. I'm into that song in a way like if, you, if this was if we were doing this for another album, I think I'd be like sort of embarrassed about some of the songs. And I guess maybe this one's still relevant in my life. So I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I like this one. You know what line I really like in a new muse is. uh It's right before. Uh, but I bleed the most. Yeah, I don't know that whole that that second chorus sort of came up it wasn't in any of the demos and it didn't make it, you know, it, it literally was like a last minute, thing, uh, last minute thing. So maybe that one I'm sort of, I, every time I sing that one, which is obviously to because they don't play shows, but um, I sort of believe that one. There's like lines I write that I, I feel like maybe they're like, um, they're filling a role or they're playing a role in the song. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, this line is sort of what it's like, it's like the right line. For this song mm-hmm. and it, it may not be you know it may not be something i experienced it may not be uh you know i don't think the most clever or something some of them are clever some of them are just like earnest whatever that one rings really true every time i'm singing it you know what i mean like i'm like oh i wrote this from a place of honesty so i like that
0: i love that anything else about a new muse um if not that's fine
1: yeah i think a new muse maybe more than well this one should be listened to on headphones I really like. There's like a depth with like uh you know. I remember Sean like, a, you know, he like dialed in this tone on the keyboard. Yeah, we ended up using like a synth sort of bass the whole time instead of any sort of like organic real bass guitars or anything. Um, and I, it just like it's it's like it's such a, it's just like a huge wide scope in a way that is sort of new for Owen and and I'm stoked about it.
0: All right, next one, Dead for Days.
1: Dead for Days. Uh, yeah, like Dead for Days like most of them i sort of sit on i'll have the guitar parts for a while and then i'll sit on maybe a verse or a line so the first line this is where the cops did his head he'd been dead for days 18 hours away um i guess like a new music like that uh that sort of first verse was sort of autobiographical about my father passing i had been on tour um i was on tour and I was in Boston, and I played a show and got off, off stage and got a text that my dad died. And I just kind of got in the car and drove home. Wow. Um, yeah, so like these, these, these lines, it's funny. Like, I don't know how anybody else hears that line and relates, but I'm like, no, this this one specifically was like, that's just for me. You know what I mean? I'm keeping that one. Um, again, that's like Sean and Zach sort of working their magic of just like building this pillow of uh, – sort of strings and uh there's some i think like a french horn in that one and stuff like you know they're just sort of like let's build this out let's make it really warm um which again i can't really sing so i need that like i need like a, I need something to rest my voice on because my voice is it doesn't sort of carry things on its own so yeah john and zach are always they're, yeah, they're carrying the heavy loads here
0: I like that you mentioned that pillow part because it, 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 it does envelop and it is more than that, but as it comes together, it's still something cohesive, um, which I like a lot.
1: Yeah. That, I mean, that's the goal is to make it, um, to make it like all, it's like, it has to all be from the same room. Like if you hear something there's like such nuances with music. Like you can hear something and you're like, well, that's, you don't even know. You're like that. If a snare is fake or something, it's not like everybody who hears it knows the snare is like a sample or fake, but subconsciously they just, it's not like a real hit. You don't picture a guy hitting it. You know what I mean? It's like a different, uh, it's just a different way you hear stuff. So that's sort of the, the thing about being in the studio and, you're, you're trying to get the best takes. Like, you're trying... I don't... How, to, what's the, how am I trying to explain this? Like, you're trying to get, like, the best performance, but you're also trying to make it believable, which sometimes it's really hard to do because, because you know, the headspace, let's say you play a part and you fuck it up eight times in a row, then you're kind of frustrated and you're not in the headspace to, like, believe what you're doing. But you also want to get a take that sounds believable. And you're. it's just, yeah, it's a whole it's a whole like song and dance in and of itself, pun intended. Um, And so like, I'm like, I'm not, there's, yeah, I'm not really comfortable in studio. I kind of get stressed out like, Oh my God, no, this is the one time everybody's going to hear this one part. Um, And I usually lay down acoustic guitars first to click. So that's what, when, by the time Sean and Zach um, lay all these other layers on it, I'm not nearly as concerned about like maybe, you know, a flub I did on a, finger picking or something you know what i mean or even like a scratchy note on my voice and stuff i think it all just adds sort of texture by the time everything's layered on there so
0: that's really well said i like that the
1: other word i got lucky
0: (laughs) seriously hey man we all got to the one thing i wrote down when i was listening to this again and taking some notes was i i wrote sparse about this one
1: cool yeah i mean that's what i mean I, there was, I mean, if you, like, uh, arrangement-wise, there's, like, I don't know, there's three or four parts that sort of everything comes together. Everything's just sort of, like, mm-hmm. moaning's not the word, but just sort of, like, floating. And then, um, you know, after the first verse, okay, everything comes together now. Everybody's like, oh, we're all, you know, we're all, you know, playing the same song. And then after that, again, everybody sort of, like, goes on their own, and it's just, like, it's just sort of, like... Uh, It's almost like, you know, you stop paying attention for a while, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, well, shoot, we're playing a song, and then everybody comes together. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's how that was arranged. It was sort of like, let's make this part sound intentional, and let's make these parts sound, you know, floaty and sort of, like, ambiguous. So, yeah, sparse is a good word.
0: I like that. All right, next one, On With The Show.
1: On With The Show is the accidental... um, Nah, I'm I'm lying to you and myself if it says accidental it's I was gonna say it's just a, it's me trying to do a Cure song you know it's just me like the, literally the way like the, the way I'm strumming the guitar I'm trying to mimic Robert Smith's strum um and that one uh that one was technically tough to pull off like we didn't there was no drum beat yet so I think I tracked the drum beat Actually, oh well, whatever. I mean, I'll go back all the way. This song started as it was going to be on LP American Football LP three. Um, same thing. Like it was just a demo of guitar and vocals, and only you know, I don't know, about a quarter of the lyrics or something that like made the actual album. Um, and as a band, we couldn't crack it. We could not figure it out. Um, it just didn't. It didn't make sense. Me strumming so aggressively with a whole band sort of trying to keep up and like yeah Um, so that kept getting shelved while we were sort of demoing LP3 and then I picked it up again I sent it to Zach and Sean and uh, yeah that was the last one I remember that was sick as a dog Sean went in to play drums Um, every song was sort of like yeah you want to sit the drums see what happens and then you know he'd do it and then I'd be like okay let me try and then we do it and then we're like which one's cooler, you know whatever um we have very different styles so it was obvious sorry bus going by no sweat it was it was generally obvious which one was better um so sean went in this is like you know this is the second session we already put bass on it and st- or maybe we didn't put bass but we put like all like the uh reverb guitars like it was fleshed out enough that it would suck they have to get rid of it um and he put this sort of like stutter beat on it like he, he just like he just like stuttered the snare a little bit. And I was like, that's it. That's the beat. It's like, so it's like playful and casual in a way that everything else with that song made it sound like too. Yeah. I guess like sort of like too like aggressively pop, you know, was, and I'm, that's not necessarily me, you know? Um, so he did that. And I was like, that's the beat, but it was the first time he did it. And it was sort of like, it was a little too casual. So then I remember just like, it was sort of my last gasp, uh, Cause I thought I was going to die there. Cause I was so sick. I'm like, let me try. I think I got an idea. And so I, I walked in and like played his, I played his drum beat, which I think is the only time that happened, which is kind of like a cool, uh, it's like a Google translate or something of like, this is what you're, you're hearing, but I'm going to play through my filter. Um, and once the drum beat, yeah, once we landed on the beat, that song was like, it became sort of obvious, like, Oh cool. Now this song exists. Yeah.
0: I'm, so. I'm also a sucker for that bass taken over. Mm-hmm. Was that Nate? Was that was was that a was that an American football thing or was that done in the studio?
1: Just like the bass on "On with the Show." Yeah, no, that never. That was that's just in the studio. That was later. American football didn't really get anywhere.
0: Really, we, got,
1: we didn't really. You know, we got the everyone's figuring out the root notes, and there were some other, you know, melodies happening and stuff. But um, I think once the drums were there, the bass line was just obvious. though. You know what I mean? Like it was just picking, like it was just straight picking. So, yeah.
0: Anything else about that song?
1: Mm-hmm. Let me think. Uh, with the show, I'm trying to think of interesting things.
0: What's the? Do you say? Um, what's the line? I'm fucking up or something. I I love that. Is that is that the one? Is there like do you swear in yeah, this yeah, one? Yeah yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 That's that was
0: another thing because
1: oh you asked about a single earlier with like, you know the labels like. <laughs> i'm with the show should be a single do you have like an alternate version (laughs) without saying you know (laughs) fuck and i was like nope i don't i don't know yeah messing up like it just doesn't yeah also like i don't know like what it's not gonna like i don't know who's you know like mainstream radio is that even a thing like i don't that's not even like on my radar so i'm not. i'm not trying to like yeah That just seems like a weird like two thousand and two thing to make like an alternate version of a song without the swear. So
0: Or like beep during it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, or just right, like, yeah.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Well, on with the show. On with the show. Hey, if you need an exciting new record to look forward to, Iodine Recordings, the Boston-based record label, is releasing the 30th anniversary edition of Quicksand's classic debut Slip on vinyl. This is the album's first time on vinyl in over a decade with completely remastered sound. This deluxe gatefold edition with Slipcase comes with a poster, a deluxe LP, and a 64-page hardcover book. The book chronicles the album's history and has commentary from Anthrax, Hole, Rise Against, Youth of Today, Papa Roach, and more. Experience this iconic post-hardcore record in a brand new way with the 30th anniversary edition of quicksand slip available for pre-order now and in stores on march 31st 2023 and since they returned in 2021 iodine recordings has released almost 20 albums to date from bands like Stretch armstrong the darling fire one line drawing jerome's dream soccer fire and more head on over to IodineRecordings.com for more and follow them on instagram at iodine recordings my first pop song all right the next one the contours and i just want to I'll I'll do my one joke for the podcast. This seems like the happiest one on the record. (laughs) Yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah. This one I got to tell you, like, again, like I didn't know where this one was gonna land by the time it was done, and it really, you know, it bums me out. Jesus, yeah.
0: Cause I was listening, I was like, cause it's, look, I know, like, you know, I, what I think about the word and how I think it's positive. (laughs) So I was listening to this again, I was like, my Lord, Mike. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anything else about this one that that you want to mention?
1: Um, yeah, the contours, uh, let's see, there's a, hold on, you got to have to wait for me a minute. Cause there's this one song that I was definitely referencing. I'm just you know, the lyrics speak for themselves. So I'm sort of talking musically and sort of like mm-hmm. um Oh yeah, there's an eighties band. Uh yeah, on with the or no, sorry, the contours. I definitely by the time we got drums and bass and stuff on there, there's a, a band called Restless Restless Heart that I was trying to sort of like mimic. It's like this very lovely 80s I mean they were like just like pop. You know, they weren't they weren't cock rock. They weren't, yeah. Um, so guitar-wise, I was trying to, like, I'm like, what can I do to get a little restless heart in here? Um, the lyrics, I remember sort of, um, there's a one line that says, uh, red wine and tangled teeth. I'm having a hard time putting words on things. And there was, there should be, there should be one line after that. And then it hit me that, the best, the best line that could follow that is to not sing the line. You know what I mean? There's, I, I'm having a hard time putting words on things, and then, like, you know, you're kind of, like, waiting. Like, okay, what's the next line? And it's it's just not even there. Um, I thought that was fun. Um, uh, I can't imagine singing this one live because it's a lot of falsetto or whatever. So this one, I'm sort of dreading having to play it. Um, trying to think. Oh, you know what's cool about this song? the outro and ends up, we end up putting in the middle. So like a bridge, um, that was a song that existed. I don't know, maybe for five years, totally different tuning, totally different, like verse leading into it. Um, it's just like, do you mind yeah, it's just like that guitar part existed for, I don't know, forever. And I couldn't figure out where to put it in the other song. And then, uh, I had to relearn it in a different tuning, which is kind of, stupid and stuff so this song was almost like an algebra or like a g- geometric equation like I just had to like I'm like I know I want this part I know I want this part how do I put them together so um, yeah that was kind of it. Was that was, that was fun uh, the, the outcome isn't necessarily fun in any way but
0: alright next one know? I should have known
1: I think I should have known might be my favorite song on the album it sort of came together um you know the most organically like the most a lot of a lot of the lyrics were kind of just like just off the cuff I imagine there were drinks involved um once I had the you know I had the guitar part for a little bit and then I sort of like just sang along to it I'm like okay cool this sounds good kind of done I know I went in the studio and told um Sean and Zach that um I wanted this song to sound like Night Swimming by R.E.M. Do you know yes, that song? Yes,
0: of course. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I don't see it to me. It's like so obvious that I'm surprised I'm not sued, but um, they weren't necessarily familiar, but Sean like went home and then he came back the next day. He's like, okay, I've got like some, you know, I got some parts written out. Like he like kind of wrote like these like orchestral parts with this, with the idea of Night Swimming in mind where it's sort of like um, it's, it's just sort of like call and response. It's sort of like a verse goes by and then there's like these little, like in between the lines with these little, like, just like flourishes. Um, and that was the goal of that one. And I, Oh, I think we accomplished it.
0: I love that. I, I would just quickly say about night swimming, there's certain songs that I hold in highest regard and it's the songs I would have at my funeral. <laughs> And yeah, like, I know. Like, yeah, I know. That's the highest regard. I was like, night swimming is definitely on that playlist.
1: <laughs> what is uh, there's another song on that album that kills me. Oh, sweetness follows. Is that the same album, right?
0: Wait, hang on. I'll look it up.
1: Sweetness follows. It's the same thing. Where it's just like it's just like it. You. It, it's not like you know, arrangement wise. It's just like two parts. And it, yeah, that's it.
0: Right. Oh my god me every time, right?
1: No, oh, it's so good. Now I have to figure out how to copy that. Okay.
0: All right. Now I remember. But no, you're right. Um, and like, and 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 they buried night swimming at like track eleven.
1: <laughs> uh maybe is it the last one on the album or no? No,
0: it's the second to last.
1: Oh, that's weird. Yeah, I know. I know. What do you? I have a question. She's uh, my lady showed up, and we have a. We were talking about. Where do you put like the hit on an album? What number do you put the hit on?
0: See, I was thinking, I was thinking two, because whoa, because one is like like the first song of the show. You're bringing people in, like mm-hmm. like people are still getting their drink. Like if you're listening to a record and then that second one comes on and you're like, oh shit, I gotta listen to this whole thing.
1: See, I think you're crazy. What did you say? Sorry. Okay. seem put it later. I'm. He said two. I think that's crazy. I think three is obviously the hit on every album. Really? I don't know. It's always the hit. It's always the hit. Yeah. That's what you just said about Night's and They buried it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> they sorry. buried
0: it. No, no. I agree. I also think you got to have a banger on side B, like first track when you flip the record. Because no one flips the record anymore, but I still think that still needs to be there. You got to have that. Which I feel like this one is that is six, right? Isn't this six? We're on six. Or five? Yeah. We're, no, we're on five. But if it's Are nine, we- we're technically four and a half, so we technically flip the record, right?
1: We well, that's what there was. You know, sequencing was a discussion. I think. I think I should have known. Ends. Um, sorry, it ends side A, and so side B is uh, mom and dad.
0: <laughs> See but that's another argument when you leave them wanting they have to flip the record.
1: Yeah, you know you're I think you listen to music obviously you have <laughs> created your whole life around listening to music like you're listening to it in a way not everybody's sort of like critically thinking about this but
0: <laughs> I think that was making fun of me but that's okay. No, that's, I'm no, joking. No, no, not
1: at all. <laughs> you are you're the target audience. <laughs> you know don't. everybody everybody making these albums is thinking about that but like you know, like everybody else is just checking out Spotify. Like it just, they're just checking out the first one that has the most plays. Like right. they're not listening to sequence. So yeah.
0: But I also, I, if, if I do like this topic because it is something that's worth mentioning around the record and the, and the sequencing and you saying, this is your favorite song. Um, I like it when it's in the middle sometimes because there's that sort of uplift where it doesn't, there's, there isn't this lull and I'm not saying there is a lull, but there is a, you've got these exciting pieces throughout.
1: See, I, the middle is only like you say, like a middle is if you're listening to the whole thing, like on a CD, like on an album, it's not the middle. It's like, it's the end of a side, you know what (sighs) I mean? So, so I, I think, uh, I mean, yeah, really I'll, I should have put it, I should have put a last on both sides. (laughs) <laughs> i should i should have decided a and b with i should have known like it really it's, it's really sums up the whole thing so
0: what is it when they put the same song like uh smashing pumpkins did that a bunch of bands uh is it rep- is it reprise where they like just put the parentheses around it and just do another version
1: yes maybe yes but i would just do the same version i would just copy paste because i don't I don't got time to make another version.
0: Yeah. I would love that. I would love to record that conversation with Matt Lunsford when you said, Hey, Mike. So I or, uh Matt, I, I have the new record. Um, there's song <laughs> on it twice. What do you think? It's 10 tracks and he's going to look I'm at doing,
1: you. I'm fucking doing it. Cause I think it's awesome. <laughs> I, I never thought of it, you know, like just properly like this same song like this and this fits here. And this also fits here. So yeah.
0: I like it. Yeah. All right. Now we're on to side B i'd be mom and dead talk about this with um casey from now now
1: um mom and dead i knew the whole time it was going to be sort of like uh that's sort of like it's i don't know if it's a pre-chorus or what i knew that had to be like um almost like a theater you know what i mean like it had to be two voices so i was trying to figure out who i can get to sing on that um obviously a huge fan of now now um and I was in Eau Claire, and they are in Minneapolis, so it's easy enough. And they came out for a day. She knew, like, she had, well, that's not true. She just heard, like, rough ideas of the song and didn't hear. <laughs> she didn't even know what she was coming in to do, essentially. And she's such a trooper. And she killed it. Like, her voice, like, really is, like, um, whatever I was saying earlier about how my voice can't sort of, like, Uh, hold your attention her voice is just like you can't ignore it it's like so crystal like it's like a laser I think Um, and so yeah I kind of like I I sang like in front of her I had to like go in like terribly because I have no range sing the part I wanted her to sing which is nothing but embarrassing Um, and then she knocked it out like she got in there and just did everything like two takes killed it it was awesome
0: anything else about the song um great
1: yeah, title dead. yeah that's sort of one of my best jokes um yeah that, i mean like the, the lyrics are kind of speaking themselves again um musically i remember uh in that little pre-chorus thing it's like a total it, it there's like, like just it's just like single guitar strings detuned so they sound they got detuned so low and they sound like a piano which these are like little, I mean, nobody would ever know that, but it's it just, yeah, uh, that was sort of like fun to do. Um, I like that all, like all my stories are like, you're like, oh, my God, this song is like heavy and lyrically, you know, heavy. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, it's so much fun figuring out how to track this thing. Um,
0: well, no, I am so, I, I'll say again, the lyric things are always last. Like if someone yeah. put a gun to my head and said, tell me the lyrics of of uh, on with the show, I'll, I'll be like, Ugh. but I, I could play the riff. I could like figure, you know, I could hum right. the note. So I think right. something about that, like you said, with Casey being memorable in the song and this kind of having fun, working this out with someone else. Um, what, what is the decision to have um, Casey on the record? Was it, did you hear and be like, well, KC's perfect for this.
1: Yeah, I just, I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm a, I'm a, just a huge nano fan in general. Um, I, I know her a bit and I know her voice a lot and listen to it. And it's just, um, there's like a desperation in her voice that I think like, um, I guess it's the same I was saying earlier about like, you can hear people like, or with, you know, like samples or like, you can hear when people are faking it, like, like her voice is like it's equal parts raw and like fantastic, like, you know, on key. And I think some people are like really raw and they're not really in, in key or whatever, or in, you know, hitting the notes or anything. And she just like, she can do both. Perfect. Um, she, she was initially sort of like, uh, the last song of the album, which we'll get to, I go ego. Like she was sort of like the person thought of for that. Um, Just like a real, like I said, like a real glassy voice and real breathy and real sort of like just mimicking me. So, um, you know, once it was just like, oh, if you're going to be here, can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? So she kept laying stuff. I think, you know, it's her voice on New Muse. Um, It's her voice. Uh, Maybe those three only. I'm trying to think. Might just do those three. All
0: right. Next one. Headphoned.
1: Headphone was the least organized going into a studio. Um, I knew I liked the guitar parts, and I knew I had a couple lines that worked. Um, I know exactly where I was when I wrote the line. Headphoned it all alone, no roads. You know what I mean, I was. I know I was at the pony. Um, you know, just drinking, watching sports. Um, musically same thing i told sean um there's a uh what's a dj shadow song that i loved like back in like college or something like a long time ago maybe before sean was born i'm like oh my god can you just like let's put some dj shadow drums on and he's like well i don't i don't know what that means <laughs> so we sat in the studio and you know we, i played i found the song and i played it for him um and he went in there and just like did, I think it was one take. He just played along, like I said, I do acoustics and to a click first. So it's all sort of there. And he did it. Uh, and I think like that sets a tone too of like the sort of one take, sort of like, you know, it's not going to be overproduced. It's going to, it's, it has a vibe more than it has sort of technical prowess or something, you know. Um, so that set the tone for the whole song where it's just so sort of like, okay, cool. Like let's put some glitchy shit in here. Let's put some, you know, strings in here. And then, yeah, that was the goal. The end, uh, it sort of turned out sounding, I think like there's parts that sound like Bjork to me. And I like that.
0: I love that. Yeah. The, I like the little le- electronic turn, but the only thing I kept thinking about was how are you going to do that live?
1: Yes. how do I don't even, do I just, I drink too much. I bored people. <laughs> uh, some people, some people walk out and make fun of the people that left. The crowd that stayed laugh. That's how I do it live.
0: I do still have that banter edited from your show in in Brooklyn. Oh, geez. I
1: don't it, want to hear that. I know.
0: And Amber won't let me release it. It's, it's absolutely hilarious. Send it to me. Okay, I'll send it to you. It's very funny. Or don't
1: release it. Okay. I won't.
0: I, I won't really <laughs> How about um, wanting and willing?
1: wanting and willing was the the first song that was done on the album. Um, I actually, I was playing that one live, like way before the album was conceived or written or yeah, definitely finished. Um, it was a little different. Um, that was sort of same vibe. Like, uh, I think sparse would be the word too. like you used earlier. Like it's one of those jams where like, I just want some like scratchy strings, you know, like the whole time. I just want like a, a bed again to lay on. Um, yeah, that was that one.
0: I also said, I, I I love the build in this song. Like, that's my favorite structure of a song. Really quiet. Add some more stuff. Add some more stuff. Add some more stuff. Epic ending. Yeah. End. That's my favorite structure.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, that one, I mean, that one wasn't as obvious when we were building it. That one, I'm. It's, it's funny. I can, this one wasn't like an easy one. I said it was done, but it was done just because I had the guitars and vocals done, but by the time we got like orchestration and stuff. Yeah. That, so that one, like it was some of them were like stressful. Like I said, like this one, I was kind of like, even it was done and it almost didn't make the record. It was kind of like, well, I don't know. Like, is this room really getting there? Um, this one, I don't know if this is interesting. So people want to hear it or if this is kind of weird you cut it out like vocally um that whole bridge to get to the outro. That's not my range. Like I should have, uh, I don't know. I would have, I would have done that different in hindsight. Um, you know, like I just, I know what I want. I know what I hear in my head. And then when my, I physically can't do it, then I don't know what to do, but except just do it anyways. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I did it and it's on there. And like, like uh, it's, it's the version that people hear, but uh, it's not the version. I, I would say the last third of that song isn't the version i heard in my head maybe more than any other part of the album like the rest of the album and i guess that happens usually like i was saying earlier like other albums um sorry i'm gonna order another beer i'll take another one please um yeah the most songs on most albums i'd be like man that really wasn't even close to what i heard in my head this album is very close to what i heard in my head but this this song in particular the last third of it um yeah, wanting and willing didn't. I, it wasn't. I think. I think the parts. I think everything is. What I heard uh, on paper. I just my. I'm physically restricted singing it, so it bummed me out. I think I. You know, like somebody who could like actually do that. Uh, could have done it. <laughs> Sorry, that's terrible.
0: So like that. So that last third you hadn't. You didn't hear it before, and even when it was done, did it feel like well, it was complete?
1: Like I said earlier, I was, I was, I couldn't. We planned on doing vocals like all in the same session. I couldn't do the vocals, so the bed on this losing horse. That whole part should have been bigger, is what I in my head. It, in my head, it's bigger. It's more harmonious. It's um, and then that because it's really. I wanted that to be very lush and lovely and then turn into this, like sort of like those sort of like creepy chords come in mm-hmm. and it is, that's what this song is. Like nobody, I guess nobody else would know what's in my head, but I'm, you know, I don't know if I want you to put this on there or not. Maybe okay. I don't want to know if I want to influence people to be like, well, oh, that's weird. It's not, maybe it isn't that good. Like maybe if they like it, they like it. But, um, you know, I just, I heard it, I heard it, I don't know. Times two is what I'm saying and I think it came out times one you know
0: and that's okay
1: yeah that's it's great I don't yeah I'm, like I've said like most other songs I've done and recorded have been times point four so this yeah I'll take I'll take 1.0
0: <laughs> I love that all right last one I go ego featuring Casey from now now
1: mm-hmm. um yeah I go ego is sort of the most I think uh, also it's another headphone one where like it's it's like it's like a, uh, the goal was to have me just sort of being talking inside your brain. Like it's not like, you know, it's not like you're going to pump it up in the car with your friends. It's sort of like this is you sitting by yourself, you know, and I, I just it's sort of a list of sort of what I'm thinking about sitting by myself. But I think whether or not you can relate to those specifically, it's it's almost like, the vibe is like you put yourself in that position where you're like, you can't help but zone out. There's so much space between like the notes and like the uh, verses and all, you know, it's just like a lot. It's really it's like slow motion in a way that I think it gives like the listener time to sort of like, like I said, drop themselves into. Nobody at Polyvinyl ever complained about me putting the word come in a song. So I, I should give a shout out to Polyvinyl for that. <laughs> also, Casey. Sorry, Casey. I made her sing come. Um. Yeah, That's... I'm trying to think. Oh, the yeah, the outro too is it might be my second favorite part of the album. Like, there's, I think it's really like for an outro. Like some outros in general, and some outros of mine get sort of like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like selfish. Like it's sort of like I'm gonna keep doing this. I'm gonna keep doing this forever. You know what I mean? and mm-hmm. you know, I think this one there's not much fat. Like there was a a big discussion, in the editing about like, um, you know, this moves. Now this thing's introduced. Now this is introduced. Okay. This is gone. This is here. And then it's over. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to go on completely forever. So that was it. That was an editing decision. I think I'm, I don't know, proud of, or I don't know. You Are you, do you get proud of stuff? You don't fuck up or is that just sort of like living? I don't know. Yes. Maybe I just,
0: Oh, okay, good. As you've spent the last, you know, hour, thank, thank you for taking the time. What are your final thoughts as you've spoken about this record for a minute and some time since its release?
1: I don't know. Like I said, I think I'm, uh, I'm getting better at what I do, and it's a bummer that this album happened to come out when nobody really heard it or the world was on fire. I mm-hmm. guess, um, which is also fine. Like it, I also said, like it doesn't really, uh, it's not, you know. It's not like I'm counting on royalties, you know, from other albums because none of them, you know, it's just one of another. It's one of ten albums. You told me it's ten, right? Yeah. So it's one of ten albums. I think it fits nicely with the rest of the ten. I think it's a uh, hopefully just um, not an, an end to a story, but just another chapter in a story. Yeah.
0: I love that. And last question: What do you? Looking forward to positive or negative, um, but I guess looking forward is, is is positive. So, anything you're looking forward to right now?
1: I'm looking forward to things more than I have in I don't know, you know, obviously 14, 18 months, or whatever it is. Um, oh my God, I just want to see so many friends in so many cities, and have so many uh, tapas in so many cities. So many beers in so many cities. Yeah, I remember just just to have the world open up to me again. I feel like I've been. I think the world's been like like I said like just asleep in a blip, and I'm I fucking fell for it, and now all of a sudden I'm like, oh my god, I remember being alive. So
0: yeah, the next album's gonna be.
1: It's gonna sound just like Def Leppard.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. Are we are, are we talking Pyromania, Hysteria, High and Dry? I mean. Just all the sauce in the ground perfect.